This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. This week's podcast is brought to you by BHP. Copper is a big deal in the energy transition because it's used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. When it comes to producing copper responsibly, it's happening now at BHP. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Thursday the 18th of August in your Squiz Today, an explanation from Scott Morrison, the latest data on wages, bringing back the Tassie Tiger, and the Queen of Christmas. This is your Squiz Today. Former Prime Minister Scott Morrison fronted a press conference yesterday to give his account of why he appointed himself to five additional ministries between March 2020 and May 2021. The questions from the journos came thick and fast, as you'd expect. At one point, his response to them was, you're standing on the shore after the fact I was steering the ship in the middle of the tempest. Essentially, though, Claire, he was there to give a fuller account of why he did it and why he didn't tell his colleagues or the public. Yeah, and he talked a lot about the sort of pressure that he was under uh, during those couple of years, saying that it was the sort of pressure that uh, only I could really understand. He said that he had a duty to take prudent and responsible action, uh, particularly at a time when the media and his political opponents, he said, were constantly telling me that I was responsible for everything. Uh, When it comes to not telling his colleagues what he had done in signing himself up to five additional portfolios uh, or telling the public about it. He said that he thought that it would be misinterpreted and misunderstood uh, and it was important that there wasn't a disruption because uh, we were in the middle of a pandemic, he said. At the end of the day, he said he did what he thought was necessary in the national interest. He also said that he has no plans to leave Parliament as some have been suggesting he should do. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese didn't have much time for his explanations. No, he called Morrison's appearance uh, evasive, defensive, passive, aggressive and self-serving. So he really did serve up (laughs) uh, a fair bit when it came to giving him a review. Uh, And he said that, yeah, it's great that he's apologised to his colleagues, but he really ought to apologise to the Australian people. Uh, As for coalition leader Peter Dutton, he yesterday tried to put some distance between himself and his predecessor. Uh, He said that what Morrison Morrison did was wrong and that he wants to work with Albanese to ensure that there's checks and balances in place, that something like that can't happen again. Still a while for this to run. We're standing by for that advice that Albanese will receive on Morrison's actions from the Solicitor General on Monday. So more to come. To the economy now, the latest stats from the Bureau of Statistics are a bit of a mixed bag, Claire. While Australia's wages rose at their fastest rate in almost eight years, rising inflation means real wages are actually going backwards. It's early. You might need to unpack that for us. (laughs) So the wage price index, like the CPI, just measures changes. Uh, The wage price index, of course, does it for pay, for remuneration, for salaries, for wages, whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, what happened in the April to June quarter is that there was a jump in wages of 0.7%. Uh, and when you look back over the year, it's 2.6%. Uh, now, when you compare that to how much prices are going up, the inflation rate is at 6.1%. Uh, so wages going up 2.6%. Prices going up 6.1%. What that means is that when you come to getting cash in your wallet, if you're you know, in the olden days, mm-hmm. uh, you're certainly not getting as much of an increase uh, in your wages as prices are going up. So you're a bit worse off. Uh, what they say is that we're not going to be better off in a real sense uh, until about 2024 when real wages growth kicks in. Uh, that means that wages will be going up more than inflation. The government plans to hold a big job summit in September and Treasurer Jim Chalmers is planning to put wages growth as a key priority within that summit. The New South Wales government have said that they are going to accept all 28 recommendations that have come out of an independent inquiry into the state's response to the devastating floods that killed nine people this year. Take us through the key findings here, Claire. Probably the big one is really how the agencies that deal with planning and responding to emergencies uh, is coming through. So uh, there was a new agency put in place that sort of came off the back of the big bushfires in 2019-2020. It's called Resilience New South Wales, and it was meant to coordinate responses across emergency management. What they found in these floods is that that approach didn't really work. So there's going to be a downsizing of that agency agency and refocusing it on delivering support in the first 100 days after a disaster. Uh, When it comes, though, to responding to disasters as they're happening, there's a recommendation to partially merge the state emergency service, which deals with things like floods, uh, and the rural fire service. And that way they can better train volunteers and also get some efficiencies and some bulk through other processes. Another thing pointed out in the report was that people living in those high-risk northern rivers floodplains so Lismore, Mullumbimby, Byron, need to be urgently relocated through land swaps and buybacks. Premier Dominic Perrottet says they will start tackling it next month. Over to US politics, it's nearly election season again with the midterms coming up on the 8th of November. Well, they're in what's called primary season right now, though, where parties pick their candidates for those midterms. And there's already been a big upset, Claire. There really has, and that is that Liz Cheney, who is a Republican from Wyoming, uh, has lost her party's endorsement to be the candidate for that state for the House of Reps. Uh, Liz Cheney is the daughter of former Vice President Dick Cheney. Also, she's been fronting the campaign against Donald Trump in Congress. They're going through those January 6th commission hearings, and she's really the one from the Republican side who is taking on Donald Trump. Uh, who, of course, is a Republican as well. So that has made all sorts of issues for her. Uh, And as a result, she's lost the endorsement of her party in her state. For a bit of background on US politics, all 435 seats in the House of Reps are up for grabs in the midterms because they have two-year terms there. And 35 of the 100 Senate spots are up for grabs. A quick message now from our podcast partner, 
BHP. Across the next couple of weeks, we'll be talking to Squizzers about BHP and the work they're doing to provide the materials that we need to transition to a low emission economy for the energy transition. At the start of the podcast, you heard how copper is used to make electric vehicles, wind turbines and solar panels. So when it comes to producing it, reducing emissions is a priority. And that's why BHP is making solar, wind and battery deals to help power their South Australian Olympic Dam copper mine. It's happening now at BHP. In science news, or what nearly seems like science fiction news, scientists in Melbourne and the US are collaborating on a multi-million dollar de-extinction project to bring back the Tasmanian tiger, Claire. You know how your brain works in funny ways? I interchange Tassie tiger for Tassie devil all the time. So you're going to have to keep a close ear out for me because I do it all the time. Tassie tigers, Tigers. okay. So (laughs) what they're talking about doing is uh, some really incredible science to bring the Tassie tiger back to life. They reckon they can do that in the next decade. Basically what they do is that they take some DNA that they have, uh, they're able to trim it put it into a living species, potentially edit those genes so that they can get a viable embryo and that would be placed in an artificial womb or maybe a surrogate, which in this case would be a dunnart. I'd never heard of a dunnart before, (laughs) uh, but it's a species that's quite similar. Uh, Apparently, genetically, they don't look anything like a Tassie tiger, but this is the science that they're doing and it's pretty exciting. Or pretty hectic. (laughs) If it's successful, the plan is to introduce it back into the Tasmanian wilderness. Critics are calling the idea fairy tale science. There's still a few months to go until Mariah Carey officially comes out of hibernation in time for the festive season, but her lawyers have been busy in the meantime. She's trying to nab the trademark Queen of Christmas, Claire. And a couple of other singers aren't happy about that, Uh, (laughs) particularly Darlene Love, who Dave Letterman for years and years and years on his nighttime TV show called The Queen of Christmas. She had a pretty big hit of her own, uh, which if you want to get into the link of that, Larissa, I'm sure you can help people out. You'll know the song when you hear it. Uh, But Mariah Carey, there is no end to her uh, chugging along with being (laughs) the Queen of Christmas. It's a song that I just have to switch off as soon as it's starts, which I reckon as we're heading towards that end of the year will probably be next month. (laughs) So strap yourself in. Christmas is on the way. October 31, I think it's the day after Halloween, they say that Mariah Carey pops out with with her songs. That Darlene Love song is Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. I will pop it in your episode notes. Of course, Claire, it's Thursday, so a new Shortcuts episode is out today. It's been one year since the Taliban took Kabul and we saw those extraordinary evacuation efforts happening. You and Kate, take a look at where things are at in Afghanistan now. Yeah, and of course, like a lot of those big news events, there's a lot of coverage at the time and then those things sort of Mm. just drift off and even though there's really big things happening, sometimes we don't get to focus on them. So uh, going back just to review... How do we get here? Um, Talking about what's going on right now and what the experts are saying about what comes next. Sadly, it's not a particularly cheery Mm. episode, I have to say, Mm. but a pretty important one nonetheless. As always, you can find it by searching for Squiz Shortcuts in your podcasting app. That's all from us today. Enjoy your Thursday. We will be back with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.